Hi team, this is just a what I'm calling a testosterone quickie. This is coming, this is kind of just like a Instagram live that I did that is important enough to make a podcast. So what I'm in reference to with this is the global consensus position statement on the use of testosterone therapy for women, which was published in 2019. I will put the links in the show notes for that. And then the another paper came out in 2021, the Ishwish International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health Clinical Practice Guideline for the Use of Systemic Testosterone for Hypoactive Sexual Desire Disorder in Women. Ooh, it's a mouthful. I'll put that link on there too. So this is both for two people. This is both for the clinicians who treat women in menopause who are struggling with low sexual desire and also the women who are curious about what is the role of systemic testosterone postmenopausally, specifically in the use of hypoactive sexual desire disorder. There's not a lot of other approved uh, indications for testosterone. And I even want to be careful with the word approval because the FDA in America has not approved a female testosterone dose for anything. So that is more than this podcast is getting into. This is a testosterone quickie for the women and the people who care for the women. Love you. Links in bio. Keep listening. Love your support. And remember, you are not broken. Welcome to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Casperson. Hey friends, it's Kelly coming to you from my car. The lighting's always so good in the car. Um, and I'm drinking a almond latte with a lovely saying on it, we belong together. And that's how I feel about you. So I'm coming on today because a, a woman had requested a uh, some info on testosterone. So this is not individual medical advice. This is just science and Everything I'm saying you can find online. I'm just really better at finding it because I'm a doctor and I've been doing this for all the time, but like it's all available to you. There's just so much crap, right, um, out there. But so point being, this is not individual medical advice. You still got to go talk to your own personal doctor, gynecologist, nurse practitioner, blah, blah, blah. So testosterone in women. We make more testosterone than estrogen throughout our whole life mind blown. Just stop there, soak it in. When you're 30 years old, you have more testosterone in your body than estrogen. I know it's crazy. Nobody ever told us because testosterone is supposed to be the male hormone. Men have testicles that make testosterone. Women have ovaries that only make estrogen. Two two uh, structures in our body make testosterone. Our ovaries make testosterone and our adrenal glands make testosterone. So what happens with menopause is we have this wildly fluctuating estrogen until it goes low, low, low. We stop having periods. And then testosterone kind of follows. But testosterone starts slowing down and going down right around age. In the early 30s, 35, our estrogen starts to slowly go down. We know we lose muscle mass as we age. One of the reasons is probably we like to sit around more. Number two is our testosterone goes down. So then our testosterone can also go low. About five years after menopause, our testosterone kind of gets as low as it's going to get. We're always making a little bit of testosterone from the adrenal glands as well. So two organs that make testosterone in our bodies. So they've done lots of research looking at is there a role for testosterone in bone health, in uh, you know muscle growth, kind of all these other reasons, kind of the overall feeling of like get up and go wellness, right? The spark. That's what we talk about men with low testosterone, right? Kind of this like disinterest, tired. The problem is many, many things can make us feel that way. And testosterone, it's not as simple as, oh, your testosterone is low. So Evidence is lacking for testosterone as an overall like wellness supplementation kind of theory. 
Too much testosterone is dangerous, you guys. We don't want too, too much testosterone in men either. We think there might be an increased risk of stroke or heart disease. Certainly, we know that men that over-supplement with testosterone can have a lot of problems. Side effect with testosterone too, as my good friend Dr. Rachel Rubin says, when you play with hormones, there are side effects. Uh, testosterone in women, certainly male pattern balding, acne, hair growth, um, all those things. But I think there's going to be more and more out there with testosterone as far as bone density and muscle. We are not we do not know enough about the role of muscle and longevity, but the experts in the field who are studying muscle, muscle's like a neglected organ in traditional Western medicine. Like who's in charge of studying muscles, right? Nobody really, not even the orthopedic surgeons. So people who are researching muscle find it has huge implications for insulin resistance, insulin sensitivity, processing of glucose, certainly our ability to withstand a fall or not fall in the first place. So all of that important stuff. So muscle is super important. But for a woman to say, I want the evidence showing that I should be on testosterone for muscles, we don't have it. Testosterone is not recommended kind of for that overall general health maintenance. But it is, there's plenty of data for postmenopausal, so after menopause, testosterone supplementation, not at man doses, but at female doses. Female doses of testosterone are about one tenth to one thirteenth that of male doses. So there is data. You can go to Ishwish. Uh, you can go to NAMS. There are lots of different publications. If you're looking to take this to your doctor or physician uh, or nurse practitioner, a lot of doctors don't know about this, you guys. They did not get training. Most doctors did not get training in menopause, let alone testosterone for women. Okay, so this is how you do it. Again, this is not individualized medical advice. This is just expert opinion that's out there one-tenth the, the male dose. So you take, you uh, order up to st male testosterone, testum 1%. You get a 30-day supply. It's a tenth of the dose. So a 30-day supply will last you 300 days. They usually want you to check your labs beforehand, make sure it's low, and then you can check in three months, after three months of it, to see that you're in the reference range, which can be found online. Um, doctors who are interested, um, I can I can send you that link. So just to make sure you're not overdosing, um, to make sure you're using enough, right? It is not FDA approved. It is off label. Um, that said, you don't have to use compounded medications. A lot of the hormones experts actually don't want people to use testosterone pellets, a couple of things. It's not formulated specifically for women. You can't undo it or stop it. Uh, it's expensive. You might be just filling the pockets of people who want to make some money. Um, and if you use a male product, it's actually dirt cheap because you're buying one month supply. Insurance is not going to cover it because it's not FDA approved. Insurances don't tend to cover FDA approved. And it is for uh, low libido is the reason that people do this. So postmenopausal, low desire or low libido. Usually they say do it for about three months, then check in. If you're not any higher on that libido scale of, yep, I think it's working, then you can stop it because your low libido might be for another reason. Remember, this is my thought on hormones. Hormones are not the magic pill. They can be for some people, but libido exists within a relationship and within your overall lifestyle and your wellness and how well you sleep and how, how you handle stress and do you work out and how's your relationship with your partner? All those things. So just taking testosterone to fix any of that stuff, it's not going to work. Um, it's just you're looking for a band-aid and missing the point on overall sexual health and wellness. But 
more and more people think there's a huge role for quality of life, low libido in postmenopausal women. Why not in premenopausal women? Because your ovaries are still making testosterone. So if you have low libido, then look at all the other reasons for it. Also, if you get pregnant, it's not good to give that fetus testosterone. Certainly there is a teratogenic risk to the fetus if a woman's on testosterone. So it is not indicated for premenopausal women. So that's my Fast and Furious. I'm going to post this. I hope it helps. Get the data. Ask your doctor. Um, understand their why. Understand why they don't want to because they don't do it much, because they haven't read the literature, because you're not the right candidate, because you have a stroke and cardiovascular risk understand why your doctor will or won't prescribe this to you can help you understand overall you know what's going on and should you seek out somebody else or is is it because you need to get your overall health in check so that they do feel like you're lower sorry that was that was somebody calling in um I hope this was super helpful and I'll post this on my podcast right now as just like a fast and furious happy Tuesday Here's what's up with female testosterone doses. Love you so much.